When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. All right. We really don't want to talk about this again. We don't. But we kind of have to. It's it's like the tiny little Tasmanian devil in the room. It's not big enough to be an elephant in the room, but it's a mean little critter that bites your ankles. Ah. Uh, ow, man, we get bit all the time when we bring this topic up, but it, it, it warrants messaging again, because, well, the messages just get louder and louder and louder. And the problem is way too many regular people who don't know what they're doing are doing what we don't want you to do, which is playing in the crypto pool. Now we lessons have occurred over and over and over again. And yet you're missing them, apparently. Some of you are still missing them because these currency currencies, currencies in air quotes, still have value. Now, what we're talking about is cryptocurrencies, right, Tom? Yeah, I mean, this is, and again, you, you mentioned the fact that we've covered this topic. We've got to cover it again, though. Once or twice or three or four. And people already know our opinion is this is not a good thing to be invested in uh, for a variety of reasons, which we'll talk about. But the reason we need to bring it up again today is, again, it's at the top of the news. I mean, you can't avoid it. That's the problem. It's like a certain guy who used to be president who's back. You can't, you know, you got to mention it because it's news, right? You can't miss it. Yeah. And we're talking about this time, this time, we're talking about another, another cryptocurrency exchange that turned out to be corrupt. <laughs> I mean, just utterly corrupt, uh, it, run by a 30-year-old kid. And I can say kid because all of my children, all but one, are older than this multi-billionaire, once multi-billionaire kid who is now destitute. And we're talking about FTX. FTX was an exchange that had its own cryptocurrency. People would park their crypto there like a bank, except it's not regulated like a bank. And he was actually taking that money and trading it, from what I'm told, on his yep. own or something. I mean, I don't yep, pay with another firm that he owned. Yeah, yeah. it's it's nuts. Um, and so again, that just reopens this entire aspect of should you invest in the you know cryptocurrencies, crypto crypt, crypto crib, crypto crap. I mean, call it whatever you like. I mean, frankly, it's so th- because you brought this up again, which I think is a worthy topic, and I want to talk about fidelity here in a minute. I just did a general search about cryptocurrencies, just you know, see what people are writing about. I I read a piece, and I don't read often at Yahoo Finance, but Sam Rowe recently wrote a piece about you know a macro investor perspective uh, because he said you got to talk about the implosion of the exchange FTX, and he wrote, I think this is smart. I believe blockchain represents a technological breakthrough. And I'm convinced there's some value in being able to own and exchange digital objects that can't be copied. 
But he also points out that this is there's no hurry to all this. In other words, there's no reason he he equate he compares it, by the way, to the early days of the internet when there were all these sites and all these people are going to get rich. You're going to make a lot of money. And then you end up with something like pets.com, right? Where it just en- ended up going away. He points out some of today's cryptocurrencies may become tomorrow's Amazon or Google, but they may go down the same as web van. Again, this is not an area that I think you need to rush into. It's not, if you're already invested in it, I worry about what will happen. And here's, I, I hate to criticize them because they are, well, if you compare the, uh, the crypto to the Tasmanian devil, these guys truly are the elephant because it's fidelity, right? I mean, this is, the, this is one of the largest investing companies in America. They've been around for years and years, the Johnson family. And they have decided to make this foray into investing in cryptocurrencies ahead of what and I think I have this right, Don, ahead of the Securities and Exchange Commission saying it's OK, right? Or approving get, a product. Yeah, In other a, words, I don't think they've done that. Yes. Yeah. So, and and at Fidelity, they're still rolling this out, but you'll be able to invest. <laughs> I still find this fascinating. Invest as little as $1. You can take any amount of money and invest. No trading, no commissions, of course. And they're going to roll out, you know, investments in Bitcoin. That's troublesome enough. But then they're making it available to all of these companies that, that where they manage their 401k plans, which I think is horrible because i think you're going to get a 25 year old's going to say i'm going to get rich by putting it all in crypto they manage 23,000 plans for about 20 million people 20 million people many of whom no offense don't pay attention to this and all they hear is crypto billionaire the headline you mentioned at the outset and they rush in to buy things like this so i find it extremely troubling i really do well and it's even more troubling, though, for the future than it appears. And I read an article from a an industry website called Cointelegraph. And the headline is, get this headline, buying Bitcoin will quickly vanish when CBDCs launch. Now, this is according to one of the... One of the uh, uh, CEOs or former CEOs of a crypto exchange. And the CBDCs are the central bank decentralized currencies. Those are dollar. That's when the US dollar goes onto blockchain or the yen goes onto blockchain or the euro goes onto blockchain. In other words, a government sponsored. A government sponsored yeah. program. And they, the industry is saying that will kill. Which Bitcoin, it, of course and it so would. they're all they're calling it a horror story. And li- listen to their argument. This is the argument that bothers me. These are a bunch of, um, of basically it's the far, 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 far right survivalist kind of fringe. Because listen to this: fans of financial sovereignty naturally fear and despise the thought of CBDCs as they imply total government control over everyone's money and purchasing power. Quote, a full frontal assault on our ability to have sovereignty over honest transactions between ourselves. The whole idea here is you have a currency that avoids governmental involvement. Yeah, right. What is it? it? What are the, now Tom, just between you and me, We've we've been on the planet for a while. 
Uh, we're generally honest people. We've made mistakes in Between our Between the two of us, by the way, if you add it together, we've been on the planet since about the Civil War, I think, or yeah. something. It's pretty uh, bad. But really, can you tell me, just give me a, an example of one honest transaction, that honest, this is the key word, honest transaction that you've made that would have bothered you if it was in a ledger that the government could possibly audit or look at. Wow, I'd have Positively. to really think about that because, you know, going back to my youth, I don't know, there might have been something in there. No, 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 honest. See, the key I, word is yeah, honest transaction. Yeah, where they, where See, I where care, yeah. I, where I it was where it was truly, I mean, it was an, I can't, I, okay. Maybe, maybe uh, the $1,000 I put into Rivian because I look so silly now. Could yeah, but it's, that. but it's the, you know, the government would just laugh at you. They, know, along with a lot of other people. They would just laugh. Um, this yeah. is the thing is that there aren't any honest transactions really that you, what, what, what are you doing that you don't want the government to see? It's almost always illegal transactions that Indeed. they don't want. Yeah. Yeah. This is all uh, a game that, and by the way, this is a game in which you are being horribly, horribly manipulated. Um, and it is a game. It's such a game. I was looking at following the price of Bitcoin. Use Bitcoin. That's the biggest. Yep. Bitcoin is the elephant. Yep. Bitcoin was about almost seventy thousand dollars a year ago. Is that what is that high? Wow. Yeah, almost. It was it was getting there. Today it's about seventeen thousand. Seventy to seventeen. So imagine, if you will, for a moment. A year ago, you went to the gas station and you have your big giant pickup truck. So you put $70 worth of gasoline in your pickup truck a year ago. Would have filled it up then. Today it wouldn't. Right. Okay. If you went to the pump today and filled that tank, yeah, it would cost you 100 or so. $160. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now think about that for a moment. That is real inflation that you don't even realize. That's a currency that makes no, no, no sense. It's an it's a currency that's far more volatile than the dollar or the yen or the or the euro or the pound even, which is pretty volatile. And the other problem is there are over five thousand cryptocurrencies. Among those, how many might might survive? Just survive. At all, much less make you money. How many of those? You know, My guess is it can't be more than one or two, if even that. So all of you who are buying the other 49,998 are going to lose everything. Do you realize that? That is you a lot of money. You are going to lose everything. Yeah, and again, there's no reason to to pile into any of this. And frankly, there's no reason to discuss this any further. I, I, I've, got an, I've got an idea here, okay? Mm-hmm. Next time we want to talk about crypto, mm -hmm. we can pick one of the three topics instead. Okay. You with me? Yeah. No, okay. I'd love to hear what they are. We can are. talk about Tom Brady's NFL career ending, his retirement. Okay. That could be one. Did that? Uh, okay. Sure. Okay. That's uh, number two, we could yeah. talk about the Taylor Swift tour and the lack of tickets. And then there are no if, tickets. I can't go see Taylor. You can go see her, but <laughs> speaking of inflation, <laughs> no, I, I'm good with. I don't following this Taylor in the household, I was, or I was joking, or another topic that that doesn't get discussed much here, but I know has in certain households in the past. We'll bring up the Kardashians. One of those three topics instead wait. of crypto. Uh, oh wait, I have another one. 
Oh, please. Um, who will be the coach of the Raiders next year? <laughs> Actually, who will be the coach of the Raiders? To the this Raiders year? and the Broncos this year, <laughs> this year not next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's right. it. This is. I'm not going to raise this story unless something catastrophic happens, because frankly, I'm worn out by it. Yeah, and 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 folks, we've warned you. Okay, let's just say it. You've been warned by us and many others who have half a brain. The other people who who promote these things, they're guys like Michael Saylor. Oh, my gosh, Michael Saylor. You know, uh, uh, MicroStrategies, where he yeah, took all the money from his company. Every penny his company had and more put $4 billion into cryptocurrencies, which are now worth two. Two. And get this. He is... He he's had a townhouse in Washington D.C. in which he has lived for years, but he has a second residence in Florida, and he has been claiming for years he lived in Florida, so he didn't have to pay income tax. Turns out, a group of whistleblowers have Uh-oh. been tracking his movement no. for years oh, and boy. have a detailed dossier on where Michael Saylor has been for the past many years, and has turned that over to the District of Columbia tax people. And can he, and, he has, so he's going to owe back taxes. Can he pay that in cryptocurrency? <laughs> no, he has to in, turn that into cash. Yeah. And, ah, and, okay. and and the fact is, this is so blatant. The, the, the whistleblowers, by the way, stand to get millions of dollars out of this deal, which is why they, it pays for them to create this dossier. Really Makes total sense. Wow. But come on, th- these are the kind of people from whom you are taking your advice. I'm sorry. Don't do it. Forewarned is forearmed. If you're still in crypto, God bless you. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Uh, Got any any questions that were sent in to TalkingRealMoney.com before we go? Lots of questions. And you can go go to uh, TalkingRealMoney.com and you can record questions. You can email questions. You can ask for help from an advisor. Gosh, you can even call me, even though I'm going to be on vacation for a few the days. The number is right there on the page. I know. Give 800-386-3004. I added it right at the top. Uh, this one comes in from Dan in beautiful Kent, Washington. Do you notice he gave you the location today? On the yesterday's podcast, he didn't give you the location during the question because he was holding a bad joke. And if you missed the bad joke, go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. Oh, kill uh, me. So you said it today. You, you didn't have a cigarette joke to go with Kent? <laughs> Sorry. I got, I, my jokes are limited and should be more limited. They're, they're right, just planetary. From Dan, who writes, hello, Tom and Don. Does realigning allocation goals by treating Social Security as an annuity make sense? No. Well, let me finish. Never looked at Social Security in this way. He then links to an article from Apple News called Considering Social Security as Part of the Asset Allocation Could Prove Beneficial. Mm, I disagree. Could Prove Beneficial. I disagree. I think we're looking at it backwards. I really do. Yes, you consider Social Security as part of your income plan. Absolutely. You create you it's an income stream, but you can't create you can't call it an asset because it has no value. You can't liquidate social security in the case of an emergency. A fixed income bond gives you money that you can liquidate in case of an emergency. It also gives you stability of portfolio. The whole point of having fixed income in a portfolio is so when you look at your portfolio, you don't freak out. 
You can't look at Social Security on your ledger and say, oh, look, I have a million dollars worth of Social Security. I think that's well put. I would add to that, by the way, the other part of having bonds, fixed income is generally, not this year necessarily, but generally they are more stable so that when stocks go down and you're taking income from the portfolio, money out of the portfolio, you have a more stable base you can draw from when stocks decrease because generally you want to rebalance, sort of take from the things that went up and and leave the ones that went down alone. So they provide that as well. So yeah, back to back to the contention here that you could sort of say, well, that's bond-like because it's creating income. We know most people struggle when the market stocks go down. We talk to many of you. They call the show and say, wait, I'm going to wait till whatever. Or I'm going to time my way. Or I'm going to do this and this and this. And we try to talk you out of that because it's a poor strategy. So if you're one of those people that can take your portfolio declining by 50% and it won't bother you, then go ahead, be all in stocks. You don't need bonds, but there are very few of us who can handle that kind of pain day to day. Very few, very few. And we know it again, because we talk to many of you. So no, I would not consider social security to be part of your overall asset allocation. And by the way, just let's add to that. A pension is not an asset. It's like a an, an immediate annuity. An immediate annuity can no longer be considered a fixed income asset in your portfolio. Yes, it is an income stream that might allow you to invest more conservatively, which, you know, the point, and, and the other thing is that I'm missing the point. Why would you want to include Social Security as an asset, as a fixed income asset? Just does it allow you to invest more aggressively? Well, why would you, do you need to invest more aggressively? You need to know that you may not need to, you may have enough social security and pension money and, and, uh, uh, income coming in from other sources that you can invest totally conservatively. You're not, this is something that Thomas raised a ton. You are not in competition with Jeff Bezos to see who can get the richest fastest. I think you that's can't. very well put. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, and if, if that's your goal, then God bless you. As you said a moment ago, good luck. But uh, for most of us, you're not going, it's not Bezos anymore. I think it's the guy who runs uh, Tesla and uh, oh. the, form, the former Twitter. Is, is, uh, is, it, is it Musk? How can I he think still? Musk, he ha- I his think $44 he has, billion dollar investment in Twitter probably isn't worth anything anymore. <laughs> what a purchase that was. So uh, yeah, th- this is, this, I don't think it's a good strategy. No, I don't believe so. Those are two separate things, as you point out. One is an annuity, if you will. The other is, frankly, part of your liquid holdings, a different, a whole different uh, type of security. All right. Well, here's the thing. Tom is, is taking his cell phone to Qatar, to Doha, to the World Cup. Why? Because he can't stand not talking to you. He gets lonely. I'll talk His, in Arabic too when I'm there for you. If I you mean, like. Taylor will be there, but Taylor will be like playing video games or something. <laughs> He's not going to be paying any attention to the old man. So he needs you. And by the way, I know Tom started this a while ago and it turns out he actually likes it. Uh, months ago, he said, well, you know what? Instead of talking with it, you can talk with some of our advisors, which is great. They'll spend time with you. We'll help you, uh, you know, with some time up to an hour for free. No obligation, no sales pitch. But Tom said, oh, I like doing it. I want to do it too, please. So you can actually set up an appointment with Tom by calling 800-386-3004. 
He'll spend some time with you. And as callers have said numerous times, unbidden, you know, they weren't asked, non-solicited. They've said, Tom didn't try to sell us any. And this week I got to talk to a 34-year-old young man. Can I say that? Young man? That's in, a young uh, man. Yeah, That's the, in, in Texas. I talked to a That's couple. younger than my third child. So it's only a few years <laughs> older than my youngest. to a middle-aged, I hope that's okay, couple in Taiwan. Uh, expats had a wonderful conversation. I'm talking to a 70 something year old woman. Lady. I, it's, the variety is really fun. So with a 34 year old, it's like, Hey, all my money's in this 401k. How should I build the portfolio? Bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. There you go. With the, the expats whole different setup. Got other Did you charge him parts. for that? Nope. By the way, I, nope. Just here you go. Here's your portfolio. You didn't send so, him a bill. I could, I guess I could try nope, that. Can I get it in crypto? Can no, I get it yeah. in crypto somewhere offshore? Yeah. Maybe you or can something? get it in that FTX coin, which is now <laughs> can I take like it to El Salvador and buy myself two a cup one of thousandths of 1% <laughs> cup of coffee there or something. So no, anyway, anyway so how do you get in touch fun. with Tom? You call him 800-386-3004. If you want to set up with a, with one of our advisors to spend some time, no obligation, no cost, no sales pitch, just go to talkingrealmoney.com, Click on meet an advisor. And that's all there, uh, there is for today. Uh, program note, Thanksgiving day, no podcast day after Thanksgiving, no podcast. You'll be hung over your trip to fan will be kicking in and that'll be that but trip to fan. I don't think hung over, but, <laughs> uh, Monday after Thanksgiving, no podcast. Oh, wow. You're going to take the day after Thanksgiving. Well, because out. we're not doing a live show on Saturday. Thank, uh, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. Show. I didn't know that. So you're yes, going to just you take. Yes, you did. We're doing a best of. You knew I didn't, that. No, I didn't know that. No, this is the first I've heard. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to do a bet? You've already recorded it. You mean? I don't know. I told I told uh, form the station formerly known as Como to do it. They're so they're going to put something together. Yeah, wow. I'm making I'm gonna, them. I'm going to listen to that from Doha. Well, they do it. They I'm do curious. it for the host before us. I said I, they, so. If on you a do regular it for basis, her, do point. it for us. Wow, I did, that this will probably be the first time we've ever done. I believe. Ever. Well, no, we've done one best of before uh, that I created, but I told him this time, that's too much work. I'm not doing it. It's a lot of work because of the times and the ins and outs and yeah, good for you. Okay. You got to schedule it for traffic and I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen from Doha because I'll be curious to see how it's what, what day and time will that be in Doha? I got to figure that out. So, uh, it'll be like, uh, oh, 9 PM be about 9 PM. Noon Pacific will be 9 p.m. the next day or something. So it'll be like Sunday. I can't keep up. It's it's too hard to know. All right. Thank you all for being there. I don't know what all that stuff we did at the end was, but certainly filled time. Happy Uh, Thanksgiving to you all. So have a great holiday. In America. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. I won't be having any turkey myself. We have have listeners around the world. That we do. Happy whatever holiday you have. We don't know what that is, but happy it anyway. I'm Don. That's Tom. We hang out talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.